0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Alpha The Soul. This evening we're going to be getting into a very interesting topic that we previously discussed, which is should we attend physical church or should we attend church via Skype or some other way?
1: Okay, let's establish what's the difference between physical church and online church. Well, we
0: I kinda got into this because I began to see a bit of a trend. Uh, With COVID happening and things like that People began to get away from church and attending regularly And I really missed it I missed being able to attend An actual and go to an actual church building I missed so many things about it So that's one of the reasons why Now leaving COVID And many people are kind of recanting their views on that And beginning to get back to normal um, We compiled a list here Of eight reasons of why we should attend church Um, Attending church is very helpful for many reasons uh, but here is in order of importance, from most important to, probably, I wouldn't say least important, but it would not be as quite as important, uh, why we should attend. So first off, Brian, uh, if you can have this ready to go, Hebrews 10.25, this establishes and lays the groundwork for why we should attend church.
1: Hebrews 10.25 says, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all more as you see the day drawing near. Fantastic. So basically
0: the first off and that was is this is my reason is number one, it is a command found in scripture. We need to continually attend church because Christ said so. And as Christians we're Christ's followers, so we need to do that. He would never ask us to do something that he was not willing to do christ attended church regularly he yep. attended he went to Tabernacle. absolutely yep. and he was even a teacher there so mm-hmm. yeah he first off led us and gave us the example of attending and there are many reasons for attending um just before we head into these i just as a personal note uh and just as a question first off to brian um, how long have you been attending church for since i was a baby okay so we both have been in church our entire lives mm-hmm. um for people who are beginning their steps towards christianity and they're wondering, you know, why do we need to attend church? What would you tell them? Before we read off this this list here, what would you say to them?
1: Um I would I would just now. Okay, like if we're talking now, like me now, mm-hmm. I would point them to the Bible. I would just be like you can read all throughout scripture why they had temples and why they had synagogues and why there were places to go into the Lord's house. So church, church itself is a people, but I also don't want to take away from the fact that like there is a house of the Lord. Like there's a church building and then there is the church. The church is the group, like the enormous group of Christians that there are in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you look like, the Lord desired a place to dwell. And now he desires a place to dwell with his people. So, and it is a place where it is dedicated truly to the preaching of the gospel and to worshiping the Lord. And that's literally what church is. And so I would tell them, if you look throughout all of scripture, there is not a single place that you won't find either like a synagogue or a temple being involved and uh, I would also just tell them you can't I would also ask them the question you can't dedicate at least an hour out of your day to go to church I mean you, you literally have you are literally you've literally hit the point where you just are like oh I have a computer I can watch It's Mm -hmm. like the same thing. No, it's not. You're not surrounded by people. You're not surrounded by a group of people praising the Lord. And like, if you think about it, angels don't praise the Lord like on their own. Like they don't just, okay, it's my turn. Oh, I'm next. I'm next. No, it's like, they're all in a group. And the Lord desires to be with his people, like Mm -hmm. in one unity. So I would tell them that, and then I would ask them the question, you can can you not dedicate an hour out of your day to just go to church on Sunday
0: for people who would perhaps rebut that maybe not rebut would be the correct word, but we could say to you, you know, as a individual, I do believe in Christ. I'm fully his, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe everything about that, but I am very shy. I'm very antisocial. I don't like being around people at all. And they and you could see that they were telling you the truth. They they were very quiet. They did not like being around people. I could understand why they would not want to attend church because you do have to deal with people, and anytime you involve people, they're sinful and they cause problems and there's issues. So what 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 would be a reason that you could say, you know, I understand that perhaps you'd feel concerned about that, but this is a good reason of why you should go.
1: Uh. Hmm. I would tell them everyone has fears, Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't have to live in that. And I would not tell them, like, you have to get over it immediately, but I would tell them, ask the Lord to take that away from you. It is okay to be antisocial, and it is okay to, like, not want to be around people all the time. Sure. But Christ, like, Christianity in its true self is centered around people. Mm -hmm. Well, it's centered around Christ. And then those people, like people help build each other up. Sure. Like we, like we are to be edifiers to each other. So if you have no one to edify you or build you up or help build you up, then you're not really growing in the way that you are designed to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, my now fiance, she is very introverted, but yet she is extroverted at the same time, but she at the same time gets people drained. So sometimes she just needs to like take a step back and just be alone. Sure. That's okay. That is okay. Like Jesus did that all the time, but yet he surrounded himself with people who are like his inmost circle, people who are chasing after him and his father. So, I would say give it a try. Find some people who actually are going to like build you up and give you a community because we are designed to be in community. That's what I would tell them.
0: That's really good. I like that. I like that you included the fact that Jesus did take time to step away and to center himself with God, because that's the most important. Yeah, part. Yeah, of oftentimes this you would idea.
1: you would read in the oftentimes you read in the Bible, especially like in the Gospels, it says Jesus drew away alone, sure, to yeah. pray. Went to the desert. Yeah, went he went to hillside, the desert. Yeah, and the wilderness. Yeah, exactly. So he was alone, but he was, but he always came back to a community. Sure, a community that loved him. Yeah, absolutely. So I, that's what I would tell that person.
0: Yeah. Satan always comes to us and tries to twist things in our mind to make them much worse than they are. Yep. And, and as people, we always, I wouldn't say, well, I hate saying the word always cause it's, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable to that. But I would say very often it is much more common to see people with a negative slant towards things and instead of a positive. So like for church, someone can look at that and they would say, look, church is not convenient. It's on Sunday. I work hard all week. I want time for myself. I don't want to go to be around a bunch of people. I don't want to listen to that kind of music that's not my style. I got to dress nice. I got to get up in the morning. It's just not convenient and I don't want to go. Like there's a whole list of things that you can think of in your head. Like I don't want to do this because dot 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 dot. Or on the flip side, you could recount in uh you know rebut all of those by saying some of these that I wrote down here. For uh for one, it connects us to God through preaching of the word. I understand that some people read the Bible throughout the week, but I'm just going to be 1000% honest. My weeks are very busy and I forget sometimes I, I just don't do it. And so it's very important for me to attend church because if I don't, I will slip away from the word. And when you do that, you can forget common, um, just like teachings that we we're very forgetful people. The Israelites, when they left Egypt, they just left Egypt and they already forgot God's promises to them. Yeah. I mean, we are so quick to forget. And if you don't have that constantly pounding in your head, you will forget and you will begin to drift away. I mean, the world is a magnet that we are just attracted to and we can get distracted so fast. And I just think that if you do not attend church, you just run a massive risk of forgetting Christ and losing interest and you just fall away because you just get swept away by the world. So that preaching of the word of someone who has spent deep time in scripture praying over the, each word that they're about to tell you to uplift you and to bring you new perspective that can change your week. Yeah. You know, you can begin to reflect on that throughout the rest of
1: your time and it can change your, your entire week. Yeah. I uh, I have a mentor and he was telling me, he was telling me someone told him that they go to church to uh, grow. I was like, okay, it's not like a terrible answer. And he's like, but that's not, that shouldn't be the right answer. You shouldn't be going to church to be filled up. You should be doing that like throughout your week. You should be going to church to hear from God. Mm-hmm. Cause like, so pastors have very special callings on their life, especially lead pastors of churches. Okay. They are held, they're almost held to a higher standard because they are essentially the shepherd, the shepherd. Yeah. So they are like guiding us. And so when you go to church, sometimes the Lord is trying to speak to you through whoever's standing or sitting up on that stage. It's not for you to go and be like, oh, I got my fix for the week. That's not what it is. Yeah. Um, it is a place for you to go to worship with a community. It is a place for you to go to uh, learn with a community. Church is a place of learning and of worshiping, not a place where you should just be like, okay, this is where I go to grow, and then I don't do anything after that. Absolutely. That's like watering a plant only like once a week. <laughs> right. That plant is gonna die off pretty quickly. Yeah, for um, sure. So if you don't put in, if you don't put in the work and you don't put in the groundwork, it's nothing. I shouldn't say nothing fruitful is going to come out of it, but you're not going to bear as much good fruit as you are designed to bear. Absolutely. So I would also encourage people like one, go to church. It is a great place to be and it is a safe place to be. At least it should be. It is a safe place for you to be vulnerable with people and to like, essentially seek people's help or guidance who are led by the spirit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, two, spend time with the Lord, like on your own, Daniel did it. Um, He prayed three times a day. Sure. Morning, midday and evening. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. And Jesus spent time with the Lord all the time. He spent time with his father all the time. So that example is set for us. So we should do that in our alone time. And two, do it with a community, do it with a group of people who are dedicated to the same thing. That's who are I mean. dedicated to growing vertically with Jesus? Mm-hmm. That's those three things should be main priorities in your life.
0: I I just kind of would be kind of this and is not an as checklist. Sure, I want to
1: verify that. Don't yeah. don't like go to church on Sunday. And be like check. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't every day be like read my Bible. Check. We journaled today. Check. Uh, oh, I met with my group today. Check. But do it out of something as you like. Ask the Lord for a desire and a burning h- passion in your heart to do those things. Absolutely.
0: I think that one thing that I saw very clearly um, when I, and I was, I, I think I might have briefly mentioned this before, but I used to be considerably heavier than I am right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as a shorter person, <laughs> it showed. <laughs> Short guys, gang. Short people, gang. So, uh, <laughs> so when I first moved here, I had lost a little bit of weight. I'd lost about 25 pounds. And so I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better about myself. I'm feeling a little bit more healthy. I'm on the right track to health. But then what I realized that my, my lifestyle was that I would build furniture. And so, yes, I would be standing like for 10 hours a day, but I was not doing much physical movement past just standing there. And so as I, changed jobs that kind of affected the way that I was, you know, living my life. And so when I joined the, the the local Y, I would go to the Y, but I was eating throughout the week very poorly. So I was eating like everything I wanted to. So I'd go like, you know, eat three burritos, you know, eat, you know, tons of food. I would just eat, eat, eat because I love food. And, but I would go to the Y, but I wasn't making any progress. I was just staying exactly the same weight and that's kind of the similarities i see between people who attend church but they don't do things during the week that exemplify christ and that bring them closer to christ like technically i was going to the gym but i was doing so much negative to my body that i was counterbalancing you know the 900 calories i'd lose on you know tuesdays and thursdays because it just wasn't enough i was i was at a you know, I was dead even and I wasn't improving. I wasn't losing anymore. I was just staying exactly the same. It was only when I determined to myself that Monday through the rest of the days, I'm going to eat less and better. That's when I saw making improvements. And that's when I began to make improvement. And you will see that in your spiritual walk as well. When you choose throughout your private time, to spend time and to get along with Christ and to speak to God and to pray to him and to do that yourself. It is a personal responsibility that you have to take on, but there is also the going to the gym time. And that's kind of what I see as a church, because for me attending church is not necessarily very easy because I prefer to be a little bit smaller groups. I prefer to be, you know, private and kind of more, I'm just a naturally more quiet person. And so for me, it's not easy to always attend church every single time, but it's that kind of grit and determination. Like, no, I'm not going to get my eyes off the goal. I have a vision in my mind of what I want my spiritual walk to be. And this is what it's going to take to get me there. And if I want to get close to God, I have to follow his word. Even when it says this is not going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Another thing that we, um, I kind of wrote down or noticed was that in Brian will see this and find out this very soon is that it connects us better to our spouse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you listen to other stories and you listen to people who are older and wiser than you, it can give you fresh perspective and realize, wow, this is the stuff to avoid. This is where I want to go. How do I do that? And they can give you clear, definite directions on where to go and how to get there. Yeah. Have you um, like gone to like people and asked questions already about that? I mean, like I know that you're, Kind of heading into that movement have you been, been talking not, to people? Not
1: or? really. I mean my parents have always like showed me what marriage is supposed to look like. And they've done an incredible job at that. And my grandparents did as both sets my grandparents have, I think my grandpa and grandma Brahm. My grandma Brahm passed away about a year ago around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh and sorry about that by the way. Yeah. yeah. Th- th- thank you. Um and they were married for sixty five plus years or something like that. Uh, and my parents have been married for 20 plus years now. And my grandpa and grandma Kelly have been married for 40 plus years now. Wow. So it's wonderful. Yeah. And it's just three great examples of what a happy, like a, what a good marriage looks like. Sure. Um, I want to be careful with the term like happy because there are ups and downs, but Mm -hmm. overall, like a successful marriage is when both your spot, like, when both people, when the man and wife have one goal, purpose, like one similar goal, purpose, and that is to know Christ and live for Him mm-hmm. daily. Uh, and again, there are, we're human, con- we are humans, so we make mistakes and we slip up and we fall sometimes. But I think like one of the biggest things is what you do after that really deter, really shows like where like your um where your priorities are mm-hmm. like if uh I'm trying to think like okay so i used to have a drinking problem mm-hmm. i don't anymore um I, in fact it's actually really hard for me to drink uh but uh it would be like okay i gave my life to the lord and like i'm living daily daily and then like i got back into drinking and then i was like okay and then i kept doing it mhm Okay, my priority is now focused on drinking instead of, like, my relationship with the Lord versus I drink. Okay, now what do I do? Like, what boundaries do I set up now so that this doesn't happen again? I see. So how you react, like I was saying, a couple episodes before this uh, was the event that happens plus the reaction determines your outcome. Sure. So, yeah, that that would be kind of my take on that so again my parents have showed me like what a good healthy christian relationship looks like and that is a life that you are both dedicated to the lord together That's awesome so that makes me really happy to hear that that's that's really cool
0: um this also another quick reason uh that we can kind of go through is that um church provides a place to give yeah. And I wasn't even thinking about that, but that perfectly ties into last week's episode about tithing. And I wasn't even two aware weeks of that. Ago. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Two weeks ago about tithing. And when that hit me, I was like, Oh, look at that. That's great. Because sometimes when we're busy, I really began thinking about my week. I was like, look, I spend, uh, four days out of my week, 10, 10 plus hours a day at Amazon. Uh, who do I see there that I can give to? Not a whole lot, except maybe a little bit of my time, but I can't give my resources. I can't give many things. And I spend three days, a lot of times just by myself. So I was like, well, that's perfect. You know, church that gives us an opportunity to pour ourselves out and to make us aware of how much we have. Sometimes we lose perspective and we like, we get so involved in listen, I got to make money so that I can afford my insurance. I got to make money so I can afford my car and my house and my stuff. And man, I wish I had more because if I had more, I could do more. And you begin going down that trail mentally And you can completely forget all of the blessings that he has given you and you forget your source. But when you go into a building and you're away from your stuff and you're away from your things and you're away from your responsibilities, it can kind of quiet your mind and you can go, wow, like, look at this. I have an opportunity where I'm not desperate. I'm here sitting in this chair, pew, whatever, thinking about God. How amazing is that? You know, that I have this opportunity to just sit with him and be quiet for a little bit. That's a, that's a really cool privilege that we get to have.
1: That we often take for granted. Yes, we
0: do. Um, it also teaches us patience. When you deal with people, <laughs> your patience will be stretched. I don't care who yes, you are. Will. I don't care how patient you are. People will push your patience.
1: Jesus was the most patient person ever. Yeah. Uh, and I guarantee you he had to be patient with some people who, especially like people who uh, mocked him or did not believe or uh, like challenged him. And instead he was patient and the way he handled himself was calm and collected and unbothered essentially. And look, there are going to be people in your life that you do not like. Sure. There are going to be people in your life who are going to drive your patience off the edge. (laughs) I mean, I drove my parents' patience off the edge. Uh, (laughs) But I think just the the way you handle it one shows your character yeah uh i think if you handle it with like showing as you're irritated uh that is that's not a good showing of your character it shows that you get irritated very easily that you cannot handle a conversation that's gonna last like what 10 minutes at the most right exactly um and so yeah patience it definitely can teach you patience. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say if you want to learn patience, go to church. I would say if you want to learn patience, ask the Lord to teach you patience, and, and then He's going to give you opportunities to teach you patience. <laughs> I literally, I learned that. I was like, okay, I'm not a very patient person. Lord, can you teach me to be patient? Oh my goodness, He, he brought, brought it, on. it on. He brought it on. Yeah. And oh, but I goodness. learned patience through that. Sure. Like I learned I did not do well at first okay i failed my first quiz but like over the course of time the more the more opportunities that i had to present patience the better i got at it it's like practice almost you have to practice these things it has to become religion is like a practice okay so patience has to be like a religion like you have to daily like practice it daily practicing patience. Cause there are going to be things that drive your patience nuts. Yeah. And you're going to want to just flip a lid. And I guarantee you sometimes you're gonna, but the way, the way the Lord is going to teach you is he's going to give you opportunities to be patient. Absolutely. And even that is a way of just showing the love of Christ. And that is a way of, I wouldn't say sharing the gospel, but I would say showing Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, Again, though, I wouldn't say go to church to learn patience, uh, but I would say it is a good – it is a place that you do learn it. Absolutely. And
0: finally, we have right here, it teaches us kind of perfectly You know, covering that and tying into it, is that it also teaches us perseverance. When we don't feel like it, when we are tired of attending – if you go, by the end, you'll say, you know what, I'm glad I went. I learned something. I got a fresh perspective. I had good worship. You know, something about it will happen if you keep your heart and mind open. If you close off your heart, if you walk in there saying, this is stupid, you know, kick the can boot. And, you know, I don't want to be here. Well, of course, you're not going to get anything out of it because your attitude, you know, is closed off and you're mad and you're horrible. And you have this very mad, let's just get through this so I can get to my thing I want to do. But if, you, if you're going to be there do it with a good attitude because if you're if you're going to do something, do it well. Pursue mm. whatever you're doing with excellence. Don't approach something with a sour attitude and I'm just like, well, all right, fine, because you're just cheating yourself. No one around you cares. <laughs> all they see yeah. is a grump. They're yeah. like, okay, why is that guy in such a bad mood? Uh, if you're going to do it, do it with good attitude and do, do it with excellence. And uh, Even if you're tired. Exactly. Absolutely. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're just like, oh, I just want to sleep. Right. Ugh. You know what? The, the best advice that I have ever heard, and I don't really know why it hit me so big, but uh, my mom said this to me when I was 18 years old, and I will never forget it. We were standing in our garage, and I looked into her face, and she said, Andrew, what's, what's wrong? You are just in like, such a bad mood today. What is your problem? And I said, I just can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. I just can't figure all this out. I've got too much on my plate, and I can't figure it out. And she looked back and she said, Andrew, if you want to be successful, this is what you need to do. In everything that you do, you need to focus on the next five minutes. That is all you need to do. And it just, it felt like someone had whacked me with a wiffle ball bat. I was like, what? I was like, oh my word, that is brilliant. That's absolutely true. Because she said, Andrew, you are sitting at that desk, stressed out freaking out over stuff that you have no control over you can't control when your class happens you can't control what your grades are you can't control what you can remember or you forget you can't control your money you can't control anything you are out of control you need to focus on five minutes that's all you can control right now so you need to do what you're doing right now and focus on that and i was like wow that's amazing. And so I just wanted to share that because. Go, Regina. I know that is the best advice anyone has ever told me because it's always hoot, hoot. applicable. Whoop, whoop. Because whoop. it's a Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> the Sasquatch came and gave us advice. You'll only Be- get because that I was like, it's so applicable. It, it, it works Rick in episode. every situation no matter what you're doing. Just focus on the next five minutes. So if you're sitting in that pew and you're like, man, I wish I was not here right now, just turn that voice down and say, okay. For the next five minutes, I'm going to sit here with an open heart, and I'm going to listen, and I'm going to hope that something good happens, where that I can glean from, and pick from this. And I'm pretty sure you'll find something.
1: Yeah, that wow, that is really good advice. Yeah, it was go Regina. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are looking for a church that you would like to attend and you cannot mm-hmm. find one, yeah. uh, Res Life is always a great place to go. If you are not a fan of big churches, then Res Life is not the home for you Mm -hmm. but uh we would love to either help you out or point you in some uh some kind of a direction for you to go uh i would say like kind of list like what you're looking for in a church do you want a church that has lots of places where you can get involved in volunteering and stuff which we will get into in two weeks uh and just kind of come up with almost different criteria what you are looking for and uh we can help you out uh but definitely biggest one is go to a church that preaches the gospel that's right uh that would be to us for us that is our biggest push to you if you don't have a church that you call home go to a church that just preaches the gospel that's right start there and then work your way work your way on from there. Mm -hmm. So good advice. uh, that wraps up our
0: discussion. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening and commenting and subscribing and doing all that other stuff that people on YouTube talk about. Yeah, you should do that. Sometimes you just don't do, but you should, you should listening to this episode. (laughs) Yeah, you are.
1: So uh, if this impacted you in any way, let us know uh, and yeah, share with your friends. So without further ado, We are going to go into Andrew's reading corner. Big Red is going to play the sweet music of elegance as Andrew again engales us with his mosaic piece of literature. This
0: week's book is written by Phillips Brooks, the introduction by Warren W. Wearsby. It is titled The Joy of Preaching. It is an inspiring source of encouragement and instruction for all ministers of the gospel. Philip Brooks, an historic authority on preaching, shares from his lifetime of ministry and preaching. It abounds with valuable lessons and suggestions for the character of the preacher and the quality of the message. Brooks will motivate you to allow God's truth to shine through you. This book was actually written in the 1800s, but it is so impactful and positive. It is still being published today. He was born in Boston and educated at Harvard and the Protestant Episcopal Seminary in Alexandria, Virginia. He ministered at the Holy Trinity Church in Philadelphia in 1862 until 1869. Then he was called as pastor of the Trinity Church in Boston. So a very wise man. If you were looking for how to spread the gospel, no matter if you are credentialed pastor or if you are just a layman, you need to read this book
1: cool sounds like a good book
0: and now we bring to you dr brian as he shares with you an intimate and interesting fact to astound confound a maze and blow out your brains dr brian take it away
1: all righty then so today's <laughs> interesting fact is there is a technological name for the fear of long words Really? I am going to try and pronounce it, okay. and then we're going to have Big Red insert the word uh, for us, because I'm about to butcher this. <laughs> <laughs> it is called Hippopotamostrosisquipedalophobia. Good try, Brian, but not quite right. Try this,
0: Hippopotamostrosisquipedalophobia. That's right, who's the doctor now? oh my goodness wow he's a doctor but he's not a word professor no
1: but it's so funny because it is such a long word Eminem wrap that and your next rap song yeah (laughs) we nominate I nominate Eminem Mariah Carey and what's another one Dolly Parton to (laughs) have this song in add this word into their song there we go okay you're nominated hashtag Instagram that's great (laughs) So that's interesting back of in the day <laughs> <laughs> guys I, thanks i love it thanks for joining us on l for the soul we love you guys we love the support that we been getting yes oh uh, we do want to shout out uh angelina right that's her name yes she did was the only one that commented on our instagram story so that's the only shout out that we have today but and we're not going to do a shout out this week uh, because you know what you guys are kind of lacking this last time so uh, <laughs> punishment served <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, be on the lookout though for our Instagram guys follow us at al for the soul mm-hmm. on Instagram we would love to see you follow us uh, we love the feedback that we get from you guys and that is a great place to give us feedback if you're listening from super easy Spotify so shoot us a DM we'll answer you as soon as possible it'll be either me or Andrew, old big red, responding. So, uh, yeah, that is it for this week's episode of Alpha for the Soul. My name is Saskatchewan Libre. My name is Yeti Yo Mama. <laughs> Peace out, everybody.